Good morning, and welcome to worship. Today we celebrate the festival of the Reformation of the church. The festival of Reformation is, above all else, a festival celebrating the word of God and the power of the gospel, giving thanks for the way in which the Lord used his servant, Martin Luther, to restore the gospel to its proper place in people's hearts and lives. Glory to God alone, the God who has saved us by grace alone, through faith in Christ Jesus alone, as shown to us in the Holy Scriptures alone. Amen. We turn this Reformation Day to the words of our Savior from John chapter 8, verses 31 through 36. So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed him, if you remain in my word, you are really my disciples. You will also know the truth, and the truth will set you free. We are Abraham's descendants, they answered, and we've never been slaves of anyone. How can you say you will be set free? Jesus answered, Amen, amen, I tell you. Everyone who keeps committing sin is a slave to sin. But a slave does not remain in the family forever. A son does remain forever. So if the son sets you free, you really will be free. The word of Jesus. Dear friends in Christ, the words that Jesus speaks here in our text this morning are words that are very familiar even to those who are not his followers. The truth will set you free. Sometimes people think about that statement as referring to intellectual truth. In fact, that is the motto of a handful of public universities, the truth will set you free. Those words are actually carved in stone in the original headquarters building of the CIA here in America, the truth will set you free. Those words are sometimes used in connection with a criminal trial. As the defense attorney and the defendant are celebrating an acquittal and, and holding a post-trial press conference, one of them looks at the camera and says, this just goes to show the truth will set you free. And sometimes it's when someone gets caught up in a web of lies and things go from bad to worse, and finally a friend says to him, look, the truth will set you free. And he finally decides to come clean and tell the truth. But in speaking these words, Jesus had something far more wonderful in mind than any of that. As we continue our sermon series, to think about the fact that the words of Jesus produce in us the faith that he seeks from us, today Jesus is promising you that the truth will set you free. The truth. Not just any truth, but the truth. Let's dig a little deeper. John tells us that Jesus was speaking to some Jews who believed. That is, a group of individuals who understood that he was the promised Christ and put their trust in him as Lord and Savior. And so Jesus told them, if you remain in my word, you are, you are really my disciples. You will also know the truth, and the truth will set you free. But the way it plays out, it becomes obvious that there were some within earshot who heard Jesus say that who did not believe in him. 
who were rejecting him as the promised Christ. And they, they resented the fact that Jesus had just told them that they weren't really free. And so totally missing his whole point, they objected, we are Abraham's descendants. We've never been slaves of anyone. How can you say you will be set free? They'd never been slaves of anyone. Had they forgotten how their ancestors had been enslaved in the land of Egypt for more than 400 years? Had they forgotten how the people of Israel were carried off and held in the Babylonian captivity for 70 years? Surely they couldn't have forgotten what was taking place at that very time when they spoke these words that the, Ro that the Jewish people were living under the thumb of the Roman Empire, living in tyranny, longing to be free. Where were they looking for spiritual freedom? We are Abraham's descendants, they proudly said. See, they thought that they were right with God because they had the blood of Abraham coursing through their veins, because of their, their lineage, their pedigree, because they could trace their ancestry all the way back to Father Abraham. If that seems ridiculous to you, consider the fact that it's a little like those today who instead of placing all of their confidence in Christ are convinced that they are right with God because they're basically good people, or at least better than most. Or those that are convinced that they are right with God because they have their name on the membership role of a Christian church, even though they only make an appearance every great now and then. Or someone who believes that they are right with God because they come from a, a family that has long been Christian. Well, in reply, Jesus is very direct and to the point. He said, amen, amen, I tell you. Everyone who keeps committing sin is a slave to sin. Wait a moment. I keep committing sin. I'm guessing you do too. Every day of our lives, we sin against God. Are we then slaves to sin, as Jesus says here? Now, in context, that's not at all what he's saying. He's referring to those who were listening in, who were rejecting him as Savior. In fact, just a few verses after our text, Jesus said, you are of your father the devil, and your will is to do your father's desires. And that's just the point. See, when without Christ in your heart by faith, a person is a slave to sin. As Scripture says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. We can serve no one but the devil. In fact, every human being born into this world is born into that kind of a spiritual slavery, the slavery of sin. And as, as a person without Christ, as a slave to sin, a person's soul is disconnected from the Lord as they live their life here on earth and headed for eternal separation from God in hell's prison forever. Enslaved by sin... A person who is stuck in the slavery of sin cannot just wish themselves out of that slavery any more than a person sinfully enslaved by some cruel master can just wish himself to freedom. Slaves to sin. Martin Luther understood that perhaps better than anyone. Time was when Martin Luther, though he was a priest in the church, was terrified of God. He understood that God had a righteous standard. 
And Luther knew that every day he failed to live up to that standard. He began to view God as nothing more than an angry deity who was just waiting to let sinners have it. He knew little or nothing of God's saving grace, of God's promise to forgive sinners through the blood of his son, Jesus Christ. And so Luther was left to do all he could think to do, to try to earn his way into a right relationship with God. He worked as hard as he could, did as many good things as he could think of, but still in the end, he was always left wondering and fretting, have I done enough yet to make up for all of my sins? How am I ever going to be good enough to work my way into heaven? Luther felt enslaved by sin. So the question becomes, what do sinners like Luther, like me, like you, what do we do about that? What are we supposed to do about the fact that we are enslaved by sin here and now and on a path that leads to the prison of hell forevermore when this life is over? We admit that what we need is freedom, and that's why our hearts rejoice to hear Jesus promising us today the truth will set you free. And let me emphasize the truth, not just truth in general. There is one specific and glorious truth that is able to set a sinner free from the slavery of sin. It's the truth about Jesus. It's the truth that is Jesus. It's the truth that we call the gospel. It's the good news that the Lord Christ, by living in our place, by dying in our place, by his resurrection from the dead, has set us free. The truth that God has declared us not guilty, has declared us righteous in his sight through faith in Christ Jesus by an act of his stunning grace. That's the truth that Luther came to see thanks to the Holy Spirit working through the word. He came to see that this righteousness is not something that we earn for ourselves, nor could we ever do so, but it's a righteousness that comes from God and is a gift through faith in Christ Jesus. It's this glorious proclamation, not of what we do, but of what Christ has done. And we are free. Have you ever been in a prison before? I have. Not as an inmate, but as a pastor making a visit. It is a terrifying place to be. Heavy metal bars everywhere, doors that keep slamming shut behind you as you walk down a hallway, inmates that are yelling and screaming, guards that are watching your every move. It's terrifying. What if after one of, I finished, finished one of those visits on my way back to the car, a stranger ran up to me and got down on his knees and said, please, sir, my loved one is serving a 10-year sentence. Would you be willing to go back in and serve that sentence so I could have my loved one back? Impossible, of course. Our judicial system doesn't work that way. But even if it did, I'm afraid to say I would have to tell him, no, I can't do that. I won't do that, especially having an idea what life is like inside that prison. I'm sorry, no. You know what I think? I think it's a good thing that Christ isn't like me. Instead, 
Jesus beheld our wretched state. If Jesus had been like me, you and I would still be slaves to sin, locked up in that gloomy prison and on our way, way to hell's eternal prison. But the Son has set us free. Our precious Christ looked down from his throne in heaven where he enjoyed ultimate, perfect freedom and willingly decided to come into this world to be our brother. He lived under the, law, the law's demands, lived a perfectly obedient life, and then went to the cross and suffered there as though he were the only one to have ever broken that law. On the cross, the Lord Jesus Christ entered into our prison. He tasted hell to serve the sentence of every inmate there and every sinner that was bound ahead there because of their sin. He tasted that prison for you and for me. He walked into that prison so that we could walk out of it completely free, free from the guilt and the curse and the punishment that our sins had earned. That's the truth. And that's what Jesus means here when he says that the truth will set you free and that if the Son sets you free, you really will be free. That truth. That's the truth, the only truth that sets a sinner free. We are free in Jesus Christ. We are free through the words of Christ, free from sin and free from hell and free from Satan's domination over us. We are free, not because of anything that we've done. Free, not because we have the blood of Abraham or Martin Luther or anyone else coursing through our veins, but free because we have this dear Savior in our hearts by faith. The Son has set us free. That's the truth. That's the freedom that the gospel proclaims. And that's why Jesus says here, if you remain in my word, you are really my disciples. You will also know the truth, and the truth will set you free. If you remain in my word, Jesus is saying that one of the marks of true discipleship is to remain in his word, not to swing by every now and then for a quick visit, but to remain in the truth of his word, to take it to heart, to read it, to learn it, to study it, to ponder it, to think it through, to apply it to your heart and life. Remain in the word. Isn't it true that so many believe in the Lord Jesus for a time but then something comes along and they slowly but surely begin to lose contact with the word and ultimately slide back into sin slavery, completely disconnected from Jesus. Remain in my word, Jesus says to you this morning, because he loves you and doesn't ever want to lose you. This truth, the truth, produces freedom. Not just freedom from something. Not just freedom from sin and death and the power of the devil, but it's a freedom also for something. It's the freedom now to live for Christ in a spirit of gratitude and joy. We were just talking about this last week in catechism class. I shared with them an illustration that I'm pretty sure I've shared with you before, but indulge me once again. I want you to imagine that you were living back hundreds of years ago in those dark days of our great country's history when slavery was so prevalent. And you 
as a Christian, hated the thought of people being forced into slavery. You knew that there was going to be a slave auction held near your home three months time, so you began to save up your money, and finally the day arrived, and you, you made your way to the auction place, and sh- sure enough, there's the slave, hands tied with ropes, and the bidding begins. Every bid that's made, you go a little bit higher, and the price creeps up and up until finally you've won the auction. That slave is now yours, and so you take him along with you hands tied, fear in his eyes, and you walk about a a half mile down the road and you reach into your pocket and grab a jackknife and you cut the ropes from his wrists and he looks at you petrified, so you smile at him and you say, "I, I bought you today because there is nothing more that I want for you than to live your life as a free man. Go home to your family. Go hug them tightly. Go celebrate with them. And and whatever you do for the rest of your days, enjoy your life. You're not a slave anymore. You're free now. And with tears streaming down his face, he he thanks you over and over again and, and finally turns and starts walking down the road back to his family, scarcely able to believe his good fortune, but looking forward to living a whole new rest of his life. But then to your dismay, when you wake up the next morning, you find that same man out in your barn doing a bunch of chores. And you rush out to him and say, what in all the world are you doing? I told you that I paid for you because I wanted to set you free. You're free now. Oh, I know, he says, but I just wanted to come by and do some work for you because I needed a way to show you how profoundly grateful I am for what you did for me. Thank you. Dear believer, we are that freed slave. And now we just want to live for the one who paid for our freedom with his own blood. And it's not because we're afraid of Jesus. And it's not because we're trying to earn anything from him. It's because we want to show him how profoundly grateful we are for what he did for us. Fellow redeemed, The Son has set you free. This word of God is the truth that produces that freedom. Back in the Middle Ages, when the gospel had become all but lost, false teaching started to creep into the church. Souls began to struggle under the tyranny of sin. Today we give thanks to God for using Martin Luther as his tool to restore the gospel to its proper place in people's hearts and lives. By God's rich grace, that gospel truth is alive and well in these hearts of ours. Now, as heirs of the Lutheran Reformation, let's remain in the word. Let's take to heart the wonderful freedom that it proclaims, freedom from sin, freedom from death, freedom from the power of the devil, free to serve, to live for that precious Christ every day in grateful joy and free to live with him forever in the indescribable glories of heaven. Because if the sun sets you free, you really will be free.
Amen.